0: is a senior in high school on Long Island. At the age of 13, he was diagnosed with a form of leukemia that required him to go through a heavy regimen of chemo and other treatments. And during the three and a half years of those treatments, he lost a bunch of weight, lost all his hair, but with faith, friends, and family, Tommy was able to rally back and is now playing varsity soccer, lacrosse, and bowling, and uh, he's just a great inspiration. And we're so excited to have him with us today. So, Tommy, welcome to the main event. Thank you for having me. It's great seeing you today. So let's go back to the beginning, because your story really goes back to when you are 13. How did you find out about your diagnosis? Did, was it something that came upon you or was it by accident?
1: Um, yeah, so I was in seventh grade. I just tried out for my lacrosse team. Um, I ended up making the team, um, I'm out, uh, halfway through the season. Um, I felt I was getting more tired. Um, uh, I lost like, like I was a lot, I put in a lot less effort. Um, I was just not like doing what I would normally do, but, um, uh, weirdly enough, uh, a little bump came up on my chest, and um, that's how we kind of started everything.
0: Isn't that interesting? Because I think that's for a lot of people. That's how they find out. It's kind of accidental, you know. They start feeling a, a little lethargic, or they just go in for their annual checkup and they see a lump. And the next thing you know, one thing leads to another, and they find out that they're being diagnosed with something that you know never crossed their mind. Prior to that trip to the doctor's office, so uh, what was your initial reaction when a doctor tells you, "Hey, you got cancer, kid"?
1: You almost go into like a panic mode. Uh, you're very shocked. It's it, it hits you all at once. It's you like one day you're playing lacrosse with all your friends, and the next you're you're wondering if you're going to see the next day, and you just question and put everything into perspective.
0: So so you were playing sports at the time, and I would imagine that that kind of shut down pretty quick, right?
1: Yeah. Um, like, I think it was like a Wednesday was my last lacrosse practice. The next day, um, I was in the hospital.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, I know your reaction was shock. What was your family and your friends? What? How did they react to the news? Yeah.
1: Uh, very similar to me. It was, it was almost like a slap on the face, um, just being in school, being around your friends, and then just having something so detrimental happen to someone. Um, it kind of shocks the whole community.
0: Now, when you were diagnosed, was, was there anybody else in the community that you knew at the time or guys you played with that had gone through cancer treatments?
1: Um, There was one kid that I knew of, but we weren't really uh, in close contact at that time. But um, we started talking to each other, gave each other um, like tips and eventually. How
0: how important was that to have somebody else to lean on that was had been that familiar with treatments?
1: uh, It's fantastic. Um, It's such a strange thing to go to uh, go through and having someone that can relate to you and, and have similar experiences is it's fantastic.
0: Now, did you have a couple of the brothers?
1: Yes, I have two older brothers.
0: And and between them and their friends, did they do anything special to help get you motivated?
1: Um, yeah, so we went to a, a local barber shop and gathered a couple of my friends and decided to shave our heads.
0: Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. What did the barbers say when all you guys trooped in?
1: I don't know, it, it was crazy. Um, oh. Even my aunt uh, chipped in and shaved like the back of her head.
0: No way. It was
1: really cool. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. That must have given you such motivation to see that uh-huh. support.
1: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Now, I, I know from experience, when you go through these treatments and, you know, you have chemo and you have, I don't know if you had radiation, but you go through these things, it takes a toll on your body. And I was wondering if you ever had a moment when you just was, were like, I can't believe this happened to me, and I'm tired of all of this.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you go into the mentality of being victim, um, but once you start to dwell on that victim mentality, that's when things start to get worse. So you try to be uplifting, do things that you like, spend time with people that you like, and try to stay away from those dark times.
0: And is that, did you have any rituals? I know like when I was going through some of my cancer stuff, like every Friday, I would treat myself to a huge, thick shake float. Uh,
1: (laughs) I don't really have any rituals, but I did play a lot of Xbox with my friends. It was almost like a a daily thing to hop on and and just talk to them about how my day was, how their high school experience was, middle school, Um, just to catch up. And it was nice talking to someone.
0: Yeah. Now, you know, when you go through something like that, uh, I think everybody is kind of scared around you sometimes, you know, they don't know how to react. Did anybody after the fact talk to you about that, that they, you know, wanted to do more or they were just afraid of what you were going to respond with?
1: Yeah. So I believe it was the first nine months of going through chemotherapy. I wasn't allowed to hang out with friends at all. So that's why I relied on Xbox a lot, but, um, I had to mask up before masks were even like as popular as they are now. Um, Wiping down seats, like everything, Um, just almost like socially distancing. But it took precautions and I was glad to see my friends at the end of the day.
0: Now, you you mentioned that you had another kid in school that you kind of didn't know too well. But afterwards, when you were diagnosed, you kind of started talking. Was there somebody else in your life that, needed to get boosted after he got a similar leukemia diagnosis
1: yeah so uh, one of my older brothers goes to Penn State Um, he had a similar um, reaction to where he felt normal and then just one day got sick and came up that he had leukemia Um, his parents were away um, in a foreign country so his aunt was initially there to um, take care of him Um, we ended up me and my brother and my family, we decided to go visit him in New Jersey and try to lift his spirits. And I tried to give him some of my knowledge and experience of what I've been through, try to help him out.
0: That was great, Tommy. Did did he, was he uh, like behind you in terms of his treatments or was he diagnosed about the same time?
1: Um, he's about two years in now, so he probably has like a year and a half left. Um, I was probably around two years in at the time too, so.
0: Did you hear, uh, have you heard back from him about how that visit may have changed his outlook a little?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it definitely helped him out a lot. Um, he's back up at Penn State School, um, taking classes, getting chemotherapy, working out, um, getting back into the flow of normal life.
0: That's great. Well, you must feel great that you were able to have some kind of an influence on on somebody that you could relate to. Better than almost anybody else. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I heard a, I heard a story. I don't believe this to be true, but I, I heard it. So I'm going to ask you about it. I heard that at one point you were in the hospital and you're a big hockey guy, right? Yes. And I heard some hockey players came by the hospital to visit patients. Mm. And I heard you shut the door on. You I didn't did. want to see him. What, what was that about?
1: So I was going through chemotherapy. Um, my nurse ran in, knowing that I was a huge hockey fan. She's like, "Tommy, Tommy!" Uh, like I could see the excitement in her face. She's like, "We have some hockey players here, and they're signing pucks, taking pictures, and everything." So I asked, uh, "Like, what, who, what, who it was, and what team was it from?" And she goes, "It's John Tavares and some of the Islanders." So I'm a diehard Ranger fan. Um, I just I don't know what what got to me, but in that moment, I was just I was sick of it. So. I told my dad to, if you could please shut the door. Um, It might've been a little jealousy uh, being that the Rangers weren't there, but I felt like if I got a signature or uh, a picture with John Tavares, I feel like that'd be betraying the Rangers.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? The great thing about all hockey players is almost universally they're great guys. And just the fact that any guy, any hockey player would take the time to come visit kids, sign pucks, and do things like that. Tells you all you need to know about the character of the guys. And had you been in a hospital closer to Manhattan, I guarantee you the Rangers would have been in place of John Tavares. There would have been, you know, Mika Sabinajad or, you know, Chris Kreider or somebody from that organization. Because almost universally, uh, we see athletes all the time. Participate and visit kids in the hospital. We built rooms, uh, Lions Den rooms in Montreal and St. Louis, Calgary, uh, Montreal, Boston, Carolina, and all of those rooms become the go to place for the local team to go visit. So it's across the board, we see so many great events. Uh, by, by hockey teams. And, and so I understand at the moment you didn't quite feel like looking at a blue and orange sweater, but it's still, it's still a funny story that even in your diminished state of chemotherapy treatment, you still had that passion, which I love. But it, I, would, I would have to think that uh, the ultimate outcome is that you know, you're going through this. It's kind of made you a better person. Do you feel
1: that way? Uh, definitely. Um, I'm more outreaching to people, more willing to help people, um, especially uh, pediatric patients, because I once, I was once that kid um, in the hospital bed getting chemo, um, not feeling good. But now that I made it past that point, um, I'm looking like look forward to helping other kids out. Well,
0: that's that's great, Tommy. Because I, I think, you know, this message is going to go to kids in hospitals all across North America. And it's important for them to know that there's somebody like you who's gone through it. Uh, You could share a little bit of your tips and tricks on how you you got through your day to day. And I think that that, that's a great motivator. Not everybody has the support system that you have. Not everybody has an aunt that would shave the back of her head Mm. for her nephew who's going through chemo treatments. And not everybody would have a bunch of crazy brothers who would grab a bunch of guys and go down to the barber shop, and they need that. You know, I think that's one of the things I, I, I can only assume with you that every day you laughed a little bit. It was a little bit of medicine, wasn't it?
1: Definitely. Uh, being happy made my chemotherapy treatment 10 times better. Um, always putting a smile on my face, my parents cracking jokes, even in the darkest of times. It's just, it really helps you out and changes your perspective on what the experience was.
0: Now, I want to know what's on your bucket list now. So I, I am assuming you must be getting ready to go to college.
1: Yeah, I'm applying to colleges. Um, I won't hear back till early April, but I'm very excited. Um, it's very, uh, it's just crazy to think where I was back in seventh grade and now I'm a senior. It's, it's crazy how just time flies by.
0: How did you maintain your studies during this time?
1: Um, my parents were on top of me all the time. Just, did you study for this? Did you do this? Um, checking my schoolwork. Um, my teachers helped me a lot too, just, um, because they know like what I've been through and, um, just giving me like an opportunity to make up.
0: So when you were out getting chemo and stuff, did you, you were kind of like at the forefront of remote learning, were you not?
1: Uh, yeah, so I uh, had to go to a ho- um, uh, library to do all my classes. So it was five classes, um, one like every day of the week. Um, so I'd go to the hospital, get chemo and then go to the library after to, uh, to learn.
0: And then, so you're finishing up your senior year and you're involved still in a a couple of sports, right?
1: Uh, Yes, I did uh, soccer in the fall. I'm currently doing bowling and then I'm going to do lacrosse in the spring.
0: Well, you're a motivation to so many of us. And I know you're going to be a motivation to so many patients that are going through a little bit of a rough time right now. So I thank you for taking a few minutes today to tell your story. And to, to let everybody know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, from seventh grade till 12th grade, man, those five years have kind of flown by, haven't they?
1: Yeah, it's like I said before, it's crazy because um, you think like all those like bad moments and how, how long the chemotherapy was. But now looking back, it, it's almost like it, like it never happened almost. It's just it's like a flashback.
0: Tommy Mazur, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the inspiration. And we're all rooting for you. You know, one of those big accounting firms is going to be lucky to get you one day. All right, Tommy. Well, thank you for your time and keep feeling good, pal. All
1: right. Thank you.